Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Hello. Happy Friday. How are we doing? Good. Having a good morning. Uh, How are you? I'm okay. I can't tell you guys how many of these podcasts I've done with a migraine, and I have one right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shout out to all the people powering through a migraine today. How about that? Yeah. Aren't you guys shocked? She's a better (laughs) actor than me. She fucking powers through. She's charming, cracking jokes, and her head is on fire. It is on fire. It's (laughs) crazy. I'm very Um, proud of you. It sounds like it sucks ass. Oh, thank you so much. You're always so supportive, which I really appreciate. (laughs) Um, There is so much crazy news this week. Uh, Yes. One, the first thing that we want to talk about that happened yesterday is that uh, Mr. Tom Girardi can't appear in court because he has late onset Alzheimer's and dementia. <laughs> it's pretty early onset to me. It's a pretty quick onset, it seems like <laughs> to me. Pretty sudden onset. I don't know what they call that. He suddenly has. It's crazy how you can like steal money from Indonesia, burn victims and orphans, and then just not remember. And And be like, oh, no, I'm old. Yeah. It is a direct one-to-one plot with The Sopranos, if you think about it. It's like, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Tony's uncle? Junior, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. He shoots, well, he does shoot Tony, so I do believe that he had Alzheimer's. I guess until uh, Tom Girardi shoots Erica, I might not believe that he has Alzheimer's. (laughs) Sorry, that's a horrible thing to say, but I am just a little (laughs) suspicious about the timing of this Alzheimer's situation. I mean, we fully saw him on... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last year, and he was, like, talking to all the women, and it was fine, and then she was like, okay, night, night, sweetie. I'm going to go spend all the money we stole. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you also read that now that part of this claim that he has uh, Alzheimer's and dementia is is that he is now in a conservatorship a la Britney, correct? Yeah, Yeah, his brother is going to take over his personal uh, matters and his estate, which you very astutely pointed out (laughs) that there is allegedly no estate. I thought that was what this whole fight was over. So I'm sure nothing will go wrong and everyone will get along and Erica will be just fine and totally taken care of by her brother her brother-in-law as like the conservator basically over both of them because she it's not her money really from what it sounds like do you know what i would allow honestly is <laughs> britney spears's father to come in and run that ship there you that's go. what i would do let's remove him, Jamie Spears, from the Britney situation, but give him another job and plop him over Tom Girardi's big old Pasadena golf course house and be like, you could go ahead and run this baby. Go for it. Go crazy. I personally think that Jamie Spears should just be the conservator for everyone. He's so, you know, everyone (laughs) seems to love him so much. Yeah, he's so good at it. He wants the best for his daughter. So let's just give everyone uh, Jamie Spears as the conservator. 
Oh my Perfect. god. We figured it out. So fucking crazy. All I have to say is that they better bring this shit on this current season of Beverly Hills. Like we better see the court looks like coming in and stepping out. We better see like news clippings sprinkled throughout the entire season. There was an entire I didn't get to read it yet, but like there was an entire article in the LA Times about how like fucking corrupt Tom Girardi is and like how much he's like bought favors in the judicial system and the Democratic Party. Like it's it is. I mean, this makes like Teresa Judice look like she, you know, basically got a talking to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just can't. I, I can't imagine what this season is going to be like, but it better be good. I mean, her online presence has been pretty, pretty active. And it does seem like when the other members of the cast are posting photos from trips and from things that they are seemingly filming, like, Erica is there. Like, mm-hmm. she is smiling. She is present. So she's at, very, at least shooting pretty she's, – she's, she's there. So let's uh, – I'm fingers crossed. I want to see all of this. Yeah, I'm we excited. We deserve it. They yeah. owe it to us. Honestly, yeah, because there's been, like, not – this is how Beverly Hills started out, like, with these kinds of stories and why I got hooked on it. And the last couple seasons have been, like, oh, no, Dorit returned to dog adoption. And it's, like <laughs> – Really? This is what we're going to do for the whole season? Yeah, it's gotten fluffy when really we know that Beverly Hills is dirty and corrupt as fuck. Yeah. And yeah, early seasons of Beverly Hills are are, are borderline The Sopranos. Like there's truly, we've talked about it on the pod, but like life and death uh, situations yeah. happening. So let's get back to that. Woo! Get us <laughs> back, back to, to the roots, roots, baby. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Uh. Let's talk about, I was very curious, I demanded that you watch this Meghan Markle interview right, with right. Oprah, um, because while it's not necessarily, it is, I mean, it's not a reality TV uh, topic, it just is, everybody is a buzz. everybody is talking about it, and I thought it was really fascinating. I think it's very sad, first and foremost. Um, but as someone who is like not really involved in the drama, involved, like, you're not, not involved in the I'm royal family, <laughs> you're not in the Commonwealth. I'm not involved. <laughs> I don't keep up with the royals. I don't like it's just always been on my periphery. I love wearing biker shorts and like an oversized Penn State shirt. And that's cute, like kind cute. of where yeah. my like fascination with them ends. But I I had heard, I remember years ago, like so many negative rumors, even just within quote unquote Hollywood, like about Megan. Um, once her and Harry did get together and were getting married, and I was like, oh wow, there is a lot of hate towards this woman that feels um, a little aggressive and uh, seemingly well, unfair. Here, this watch me just end my career by accident by saying this. You know her ex husband or her ex fiance I don't know look I'm not a I'm not an expert on the rails you know who is an expert on the rails is Abby Caldwell who we've had on this podcast and honestly shame on me for not thinking to bring her on to talk about this but uh her ex-husband tried to sell a pilot about her dumping him and getting married and becoming a princess basically so I wonder if some of the rumors were coming from that you know I yes I will (laughs) I can say without naming that the people I was speaking to about it were friends with him oh my god I don't I genuinely I just want to say I genuinely don't know what writer it is I just heard that that was like a pilot that was going around well and he works he worked in like the representation realm of the industry. And so if he 
so I that's the first time hearing of the pilot, which makes me I think that that's kind of gross. Um, but yeah, of people who were and it makes sense. I mean, that's how like breakups work, right? Like if you're friends with the guy who got dumped, you're like, right. she sucks. But it just seemed like very like, oh, this is like strategic. She dumped him to go date Harry. And I'm like, that seems like impossible first of all even if that was her plan that would be like if right now I wanted to dump Tony to go marry a prince yeah it doesn't feel like a plan I can execute overnight or if if I did there would be like steps I don't know but I've always been fascinated by like the the just general uh dislike of her when I she seems like so lovely and there's so much fucking racist undertones and everything that's said about her in this interview finally just like kind of addressed it like head on which I appreciated but then I also think that there is something really interesting to talk about in terms of just likability for any woman who is as like intelligent and direct and like very intentional in the way she speaks Mm -hmm. that there is this like suspicious like nature to that like why why do we not trust a woman who is just like speaking very calmly and intelligently it's fucked up it's fucked up that we like don't want to trust a woman who is like put together and is being intentional in the way she's speaking it's frustrating to me yeah I Um, think you're hitting on a lot of things that are like universal themes that we talk about with many different women including like Britney Spears we've mentioned you know I think we've talked a little bit about Anne Hathaway on this um Mm -hmm. podcast like I also think it's so interesting because anytime I hear that a woman is difficult in Hollywood, I'm always like, well, who's saying she's difficult? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, I mean, obviously there are people who are difficult to work with, but you have to kind of consider the source. And so it's, I think this is like a perfect example of that. It's also such a strange thing to me because you, you really don't have to be a fan of her. She's not she's she's marrying someone you know like I don't it's not like I mean I know I mean maybe that's dumb to say because I'm just not into the monarchy but she's not like a pop star or anything I guess she might want to go back to acting but it's it's like fine if you don't if you if you don't want to hang out with her if you don't want to be like her like it's totally fine (laughs) there's no that's such a good point that's also why it like always rubbed me the wrong way and it became very clear what was going on if you look at like years earlier like oh Kate is going to marry William and then you just go oh she's pretty that's nice and then you don't talk about it anymore and then it's like oh Megan is gonna marry Harry and what a fucking monster and it's like well I what what is the difference here I'll tell you it's literally black and white and like also they're both gorgeous normal women that we should like it, it just it's so clear that she was just like ripped apart for being a woman of color and yeah. then to see her talk about not having any agency in the situation oh, is like so scary. Yeah, I think what some people are reacting to, which, you know, Bethany Frankel, I, 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 like just oy, 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 oy. don't just put the phone down. Don't put don't tweet. You know, I think some people are like, look, like obviously we watch her talk with Oprah about how they live in Santa Barbara, you know, in the same neighborhood. And that's, like, one Mm -hmm. of the most expensive real estate markets probably anywhere. And so I think some people are like, oh, cry me a river, you know, 
you're you still have a lot of wealth and you're very fortunate but I think at the, so it's hard to be like oh man I feel so bad for you but at the same mm. time it's like you know it doesn't really matter how wealthy you are like suicidal ideation is a very real thing the the way that the press was covering her which I didn't know because I don't closely follow like British tabloids or anything was horrendous I mean I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's really valuable that she's showing that no matter like how loved you are by your partner and how much you know how many resources you have at your dispense and how glamorous your life seems like this is a real mental health is real you know Mm -hmm. and you can't just because your life is like seemingly very fancy and extravagant it doesn't mean that you're immune to horrible racist takedowns of yourself in the press I mean that's just something that no one should ever have to go through and I I shared this with you too but like the conversation that she shared about the royal family questioning how their son would look like the color of his skin that is something that my mom has told me was like the first thing that my grandmother on the white side of my family said to her like she asked my mom why is her skin so brown and so for me to hear that that's a common conversation that other interracial families have and I heard Mm -hmm. um Bomani Jones talk about it as well um on his podcast that that's like something that comes up very often I just think it's like a valuable thing to highlight all of this directly and and let people know that like hey this isn't like acceptable behind closed doors you know like yeah and I think that was her whole point was like look people are going to treat me how they're going to treat me I just was not allowed to do anything about it and so now I'm going to do something about it you know this is the only opportunity to have to like sort of take the stage and talk about all of those things that she has not been allowed to talk about. And it's a it's in that case, especially like you're saying, it's setting a good example about trying to be transparent and trying to not create a future environment where these conversations are allowed to happen. Or, I would or, also just okay. like to say everyone's like tiptoeing around this the fact like, oh, the monarchy is like allegedly said these things, allegedly racist. I'm like Maybe this is the wrong thing to say, but, like, do you guys not understand that, like, colonizing other countries is, like, the OG of racism? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, going into someone else's country where people don't look like you and, like, tearing down their culture and murdering them and, like, filling their society with disease. Like, what do you think slavery is? You know, yeah. like, that's that's where this all came from. So, like, the fact that we're, like, oh, the monarchy might be racist, it's, like, I think people are pretty knowledgeable about the history of colonizing anywhere. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, it's crazy to me that they're getting, like, so much credit to be, like, well, perhaps they have some learning to do. It's, like, I think it's kind of a problematic institution. That's sort of, like, the whole idea that our country was founded on and, like, Maybe they should, you know, be actively, like, trying to gain favors with the public perception of them rather than being like, we'll just lay low and, like, maybe it'll go away. It's so so crazy. Desperately, it's so true. Yeah, everything you're saying is 100%. And, like, the whole monarchy is all this – it's all just symbolic bullshit about, like, hanging on to all these, like, incredibly antiquated things and, like, representing the past, which in that history is, like, just interwoven with racism. So it's, like, I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of really funny jokes online about, like, oh, I'm sorry, you were concerned about, like, Archie's skin color when all of you are – fucking inbred like what is the like what are you talking about 
But they're just like clearly there's so many really, really, really old rules and traditions that these people like clearly live and die by that really kind of need a um, update. And that's hopefully that this is like going to kick some of that into gear. It's also what the fuck are they all drinking that they the the, the queen and her boy toy are living to be like 2000 years old. Like, am, that's, they're the oldest people in the world. Am I wrong? Yeah, they're so no. old. They're super old. <laughs> like, I don't know. What the hell is going on? Uh, I saw uh, Lana Glazer had a very funny video that was like, you know what I think would really help this whole situation is if the queen got a job. <laughs> I that was really perfect. Like, why don't you get a job? Uh, but anyway, I think that was... I, I just um I stand for for Megan. I think like there were parts of the interview that like weren't perfect and were obviously like a little polished, but I'm here for it. And I was happy she got a, the chance to like speak her speak her part and not. Be yeah, it's silenced. just one of those things where it's like I, I feel like she never asked for any of this. And sure, she's going to be a princess and she's going to get married and she's going to deal with the internal politics. But like all the fucking tabloids and shit and people like sort of blaming her for being like, well, why can't you handle that? You knew this was the case. And it's like, well, what do you want her to do? Like, just, you know, tough it out like Diana. I mean, what are we talking mm-hmm. about here, guys? Like, yeah. uh, why is this acceptable? She shouldn't have to tough any of this out. It's just crazy. People no. are crazy. Also, fuck Megan Kelly. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Pierce, what's his face? Fuck I don't even. Fuck all of those people. Okay. Also, so many people fucking who were, including Bethany, were shitting on this interview before it aired. Like, grow a single brain cell. I what know. are you talking? Like, truly, uh, during after they saw a commercial, they were like, let me get on Twitter. This is going to be more than 140 characters. I'll tell you that. It's like, how do you have such a hateful opinion without even seeing anything yet? It's bonkers. It's crazy. Also, I will go. I've said this before. I think it's very annoying when people think that actresses can't be trusted. That's so crazy she's not an act like she is an actor but it's like oh well she's clearly doing this to be if you wanted to be a famous actor she would keep going on and being a famous act like this is a whole different ballpark and for people to be like she's clearly playing a part it's like oh is she not allowed to public speak for the rest of her life because she was in suits like like (laughs) we're just like not gonna she's not allowed to speak publicly and like we can't trust her because she was in suits i can't (laughs) I, i hate it i hate it i hate it uh great um (laughs) let's get into oh this is another thing i sort of want to shit on a little bit uh the bachelor this week Mm -hmm. um which shouldn't surprise i guess any of our listeners because we've been in a real shitting on the bachelor tear but i just want to go on record that i think this scene with matt and his father made me feel very uncomfortable and i and i I can't remember in the times that I have been watching that a bachelor bachelorette has been sort of forced to talk to one of their parents about like deep childhood trauma before the fantasy suite dates. And I don't appreciate that the first time we are seeing it is with our black bachelor. And the first time we are seeing it is with a like him pointing the finger at him for being an absentee father feels like sort of tokenizing a stereotype that doesn't need to be perpetuated on such a big stage Mm -hmm. and also wasn't necessary to what was going on. And it just made me feel gross. It also seemed that he was uh, somewhat blindsided, the father, in this conversation. The whole thing was just not – it felt – 
shitty. And I was even more angry knowing the great lengths that people have to go to in production during these times to get someone to fucking Nima colon and get them into a scene means there was like a lot of vetting of this idea. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. We like need to see Matt confront his dad about not being a present father. And so that I did not like. And to your point, when I texted you about this, also like the fantasy suite week, two weeks less than before he is supposed to propose to his future wife is sort of not the time that we want to see him like going through therapeutic work about his like emotional needs to get married. Like you're the bachelor. Yeah. You were supposed to have done this already. Yeah. I I think that what's interesting to me as far as far as I've been watching The Bachelor and so maybe this has happened before, so I'm not 100% sure in saying this, but it just felt out of place for the show because when you come on the show, you are supposed to be so excited and ready to commit to someone. You're not supposed to be like mm-hmm. still working out, you know, whatever trauma is holding you back from committing. And we've seen like contestants, you know, when they when they bring people home to meet their family, sort mm-hmm. of work through those kinds of things, like their yes. family being concerned about them. But that's just not really the format. For, just on the basic show premise, whether you have a problem with what happened in the inner that in the conversation between them or not, and also I had the thought like maybe Matt really wanted to do that, but still, at the end of the day, it's like you have a responsibility to understand what you're representing to your audience and mm-hmm. think about like the implications of that. And so even if this was something that Matt was fully on board with, it's just not how the show usually goes. And so therefore, we're gonna flag it as something like out of the ordinary yes and I think that's why it's like a little bit problematic to me Um, yes so I totally agree with what you're saying it was just I don't know it was like really sad it was it was super sad and then to go from that to like bathing Michelle in butter (laughs) was like what the fuck which I couldn't help but wonder is that is that you and Mike's Mm. personal hell Mm. Well, we wouldn't or drink fantasy. the butter. I would say we wouldn't put the butter in our mouth. I have never, like, gotten into a vat of milk, though. So I feel like oh. that might be kind of soothing, you know? It might be, like, the only way we could actually enjoy a milk product, <laughs> to be Perhaps. Honest. It did seem creamy and smooth. Ugh. It just was such a bizarre date. Very, very weird. And, like, rubbing butter on each other. I would be concerned about, like curdling and like what where I don't I didn't care for it it just seems like you know I love milk yeah you do (laughs) love milk I it seems like it would take a lot of scrubbing to get the like actual film of the butter off your skin in every crevice like have you ever you know when you cook with your hand you like bake something with your hands you have to mash something together there's like a stick of butter in it your hands Mm -hmm. are like coated in butter you have to really wash them you know, yeah. to get off of there. So that Yeah, I wonder if they were slipping and sliding on each other that night. Just Oof. like with that thin film of butter. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. I also have to say that if I had to go on this camping date where they did a head fake like that they were gonna be in a tent, like I would throw such a fucking shit fit. I would just be <laughs> the whole entire time like have I talked about that sorry, this is uncomfortable, but have I talked about the time someone called me a Jewish American princess on a hike? on a date oh my god this is so good okay so I went (laughs) and this is to me like this is how this date would go okay so I went on um a date with a guy who 
was a waiter at Maggiano's and he asked me out on a dessert and said like call me maybe with his phone number on it right and I was like oh Oh, a for effort let's do it whatever so he took me on a first date to Runyon Canyon which is like it it sounds like a fun idea and then you're actually hiking Runyon like trying to talk about your life talking yeah yeah you're just fucking winded unless you do that Mm -hmm. all the time and so I went on that the date and you know when I'm very uncomfortable I'll just like make jokes that pretty much just sound like complaints and people will be like you're not good at um being uncomfortable are you and I'm like no (laughs) can we please leave (laughs) um and so I was doing that the whole time just like wow anytime you want to turn back like I'm totally ready whatever and he was like oh you're kind of a Jewish American princess and I was like oh I don't think that you're allowed to say that like I didn't know what to say so I made a joke out of it and he was like no 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 I'm from Philly like it's okay it's something we say there and I was like oh okay I'm from Philly so it's okay and then just the irony of me like now dating someone from Philly and like knowing so much about Philly and still knowing that that's like not an acceptable thing to say to somebody no of course not um anyway so I would probably get called a Jap on you know a camping date Jesus Christ Also, as someone who has, like, historically dated a lot of guys from Philly, it's a real roll of the dice where their moral compass is going to lie. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that right now. You Mm -hmm. could get a real great one, real salt of the earth, and then you could get a real dud, like, Runyon Canyon guy. I once was told, uh, Georgie told me, and she was like, if you were the bachelorette, it would be so boring because the hometowns would just be like you going to Pennsylvania. And I was like, fuck off. (laughs) She's like, all four guys would obviously be from Pennsylvania. (laughs) So I have a type. That's Um, really funny. Were you surprised that Brie went home? Um, No, because I think she's, there's always women on this franchise who are like, more of you know the girls fall in love with her and I well I think she did have a shot and I do think she's like great I think she's more of like a girl's girl um Mm. I mean there's just no world in which like sex pot Rachel is not the girl like she has the look she looks like she's straight out of Instagram she's very young she's very like I mean I think the thing that she said the most on this pod is or sorry on this show is like Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that what yeah. you have to do to be a cool girl? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, sh- the two things she says is like, mm-hmm, and like, I love that. And it's like, what yeah. <laughs> kind of relationship yeah. can you develop with this person? That's the girl that gets chosen on The Bachelor. This all being said, guess who is it? I think you and I are basically tied for first what? in our bracket. Yeah, you and I are first and second, I think, and the Franklin sisters are last. How is that I'm going to I'm going to recrunch the numbers, but I was just doing them this morning and I'm always terrified because I always do it wrong. But uh, <laughs> we I, I'm pretty positive that I won. I don't want to like speak too soon, but I'm pretty positive. Oh, my I God. I like, and, super gave up when Serena went home. So this is very exciting. I know. But the other girls, uh, they didn't even have as many people in the top like four. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to recrunch it and find an absolute loser because then that person, what did we agree on? Either has to take the wellness class that Queen Victoria. No, we're, uh, bra- we're buying the brushes that she sells because her wellness class is like fucking $400 and I'm just not going to pay that money. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, you don't have to, Alyssa. I think you came in second. <laughs> Yay. Okay, wait. We so could maybe make them do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could make them do or, it. 
or read Ben Higgins' book. I think that was the, the oh right. They, but they what? That's cheating because they straight up want to read Ben Higgins' book. They true, will true. read Ben Higgins' book. But fine, I'll allow it uh, as the as the courteous champion. But that that was pretty exciting as someone who was for sure going to lose. But I'm gonna I'm gonna also quadruple check the numbers because I am scared. Ah, can we get into the wonderful ladies of New Jersey? Yes. Okay, first of all, I just want to say the butts on these women, so good. Melissa and Teresa's butt. Like, make fun of Teresa as much as you want for doing her, you know, what was it? Like... (laughs) Can we? <laughs> what is her? What is the competition? I'm sorry, my brain is just like. Oh, the up. like with the like bodybuilding. Yeah, the bodybuilding competition. Mm-hmm. That booty looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, these women are fit. It's fit and uh, smartly surgical. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they sure. talk about it pretty openly. Yeah, their bodies are banging. Um, a few episodes ago, um, oh my god, how was her name escaping me? My favorite one, Dolores. Yeah. Dolores. Talking to her mom in the driveway, no makeup, tube top, like in a plastic patio chair, was a goddess. Yeah. Like she was just like downright stunning. And I was like, yeah. this is this is the goal. This is who you this They're is. They're gorgeous. Be. Melissa Gorga, yeah. she looks fucking amazing. I mean, yeah, I just am so in awe of these women. I think they're doing a great job bringing us looks. <laughs> I do. I think that Melissa Gorga is just matter of factly so beautiful and yet is often in like rompers that look like they're from like charlotte Russe in mm-hmm. 2007 well, like it's new jersey, like, it's new okay. jersey. i mean what do you want <laughs> <laughs> oh taylor no you must be confused it's new jersey we're grading on a curve here you it's know? pronounced <laughs> new jersey that's so funny <sighs> um and yeah, wait, what do we think about Margaret tells the girls that she is got a book deal with Simon Schuster uh, and she is going to make is is writing her memoir of sorts, which I love and tells like a pretty scary, uncomfortable story about like one of her first jobs. when she was 22 working in fashion in New York where she would like go on these shopping trips with her boss for work. And then he would invite her back home to his apartment and basically like force her to hook up with him and she said it in a way more like charming and fun and at a clipped pace uh than i just did and it was interesting to see the the different women react to it um and i don't know what did you think about it i think i kind of always fall on the side of like if you're being honest about something and you know other people have probably gone through it, but you're not, but they're too scared to talk about it. I think that's always a valuable thing to see on TV. I also have this opinion that, like, you know, it seems to me in the 80s, maybe even in the 90s, possibly even now, but less so, that, you know, one of the only ways for women to get promoted was to, like, fuck their superiors <laughs> i know that yeah. sounds like really problematic but it's a real thing like no she all... wasn't reinventing the wheel at this yeah. time like yeah. we all talk about casting couches and stuff as like a joke but that's a that's real you know so yeah. i have a hard time being like blaming the woman for participating in the system that was set up for her especially when you're 22 and you don't really know better and like i don't know did you my read on it was like she said he was hot Obviously, it's, like, an abuse of power, um, but it didn't seem like she was totally not into him to me. Yeah, I feel like she, yeah, it was something where it's like, I mean, it was, you know, and then I did, and it was fine, and, (laughs) and it, 
I don't know. I also think that there is something when you're she's it seems to evident to me that she's come to terms with her feelings about it and that she was like, you know, somewhat okay with it at the time. And that there is something to be said about when you're reflecting on something like this from the past and you have kind of done the work and you're talking about it now, it could be misinterpreted as you being cavalier about it or that it wasn't a big deal. And I think what she's saying by putting it in the book and saying it's important to go in the book and it's important to bring up on the show is that it is it is something to talk about. It is she wants to set the example that you don't need to do that, that this was of a different time. And she this is something that she would like in some ways qualify as a regret but was not as, you know, horrible and... Um, it's, like, not as, on her, you know? She was yeah, just, like, in yeah. the, it, she was doing something that, you know, was kind of common for people to do, I think. I mean, I just... Look, I, do I think that's the best course of getting promoted? No. Like, would I recommend that? No, absolutely not. But it's just... I think it's valuable to talk about, you know, in the recent past, how Mm -hmm. different, I mean, this is what we're doing with Britney and Princess Diana and Meghan Markle and like how differently women were treated, how different the woman, the the world looked at women and what was expected to them. I mean, I think something, this is like getting way off topic. I think something that everyone should know is that like women were not even allowed to have credit cards until the 1970s without their husband's permission. Yeah. Like think about that shit, you know? And that's, I mean, Margaret was like, I did this in the 80s. That's like literally 10 years later. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I talked to my mom and about, you know, her work life balance and- even when she had me in the early 90s, like, it was a faux pas for people to not want to give up their career to just go home and be with their baby. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was an active – she had to really reshape her her feelings and her thoughts about that because that's what was expected of you. And so I just think sometimes it's nice to remind ourselves, like, oh, not that long ago, shit was, like, way more fucked up than it is now. <laughs> You no, know. it's an excellent point. And it also it's it's important to remember that to say like, oh, it was a different time is not to say like, so it was OK. It's to say that their options and like what the choices that were available to them were different than what we're dealing with now. And the the idea that like Margaret wasn't like, oh, I ha-, like she, it was just ugh, yeah, it's fucked up. But it's just what a lot of people did and do. And it sucks. Um but I think it's cool that she's going to be including it in her book and having open conversations about it. And we're here for you, Margaret. I like yeah. you and your pigtails. I don't um, like her pigtails. I will say I'm against those. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little sad to see that they have carried on for so many years. I was like, oh, just try something else maybe for a little. It's tough. <laughs> it's a tough look. Hey, Alyssa, it's New Jersey. Ah! <laughs> it's new jersey you're totally right okay we show up and then we go to like the jersey shore and we're like in pigtails and rompers and everyone else looks just like fucking amazing except for us <laughs> <laughs> oh boy first stop post quarantine yeah At, right after our siesta key vacation <laughs> yes 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 true 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 um should we talk about atlanta what do you have on atlanta this week Oh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. I loved watching Kenya just like drag Drew for doing vocal exercises before her <laughs> dinner with Kenya. She like the two of them were supposed to have this like one on one dinner. And Kenya walks in on her doing like full on like high school musical, like brrr, bah, 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 like vocal warm ups uh, and just rips on her for it, which I loved. But I have to say I do sort of 
get where Drew is coming from. <laughs> oh, <do> I you? <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't, and I haven't done vocal warm ups before a lunch or dinner with another person. But I have, listen, my face is crazy. I think it has like 17 extra muscles in it. I'm like so weirdly expressive and sometimes do too much, especially when I'm nervous. And so I'll practice, like, I think a lot of people practice phone calls. If I'm driving somewhere, I can like try to like calm down my face and practice like a cool listening face or like a calm talking face that doesn't look like my muscles are having seat. Wow. (laughs) Is that weird? This is a real peek behind the curtain that I love. I think it's so, every time I like see my face on camera, I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing so much? So oh, like no. my exercises are about like calming down my face, not like warming it up. But I do a little bit of that, like just kind of like rehearsing, like, okay, eyebrows, like you don't need to be doing so much crazy shit. Like you could take a breather. Um, but I, I don't think that I would be caught doing those sort of exercises alone at a restaurant. I love, I first of all, I love knowing that. And I don't fault you for it because, like, being on camera is a crazy fucking experience. And I will say also, if I'm going into a pitch, even if it's just, like, not a rehearsed pitch, like a general way, I know I'm going to try to bring up a project or whatever, I will practice, like, what I'm going to say about the project yeah. before the meeting because I'm nervous and I don't want it to come out like, uh, what was I saying? Uh, I can't, I'm uh, sorry, I, mm-hmm. I swear to God I know what my project's about, you know? So I think yeah. it's the same thing. I think that's a really interesting thing to hear. I do also think that maybe Drew was nervous or I don't know, she was just like self-conscious about sitting on camera by herself and doing nothing. But my God, is that annoying. Singing, like (laughs) genuine singing when no one asks for it is just so fucking annoying. Unless, like, you'll notice that like Candy is an incredible, you know, musician, producer, singer, performer, all of it. And we never catch her just singing out of context for no reason. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... No, Bolivia as a musical theater attendee, uh, <laughs> there is something so profoundly annoying about someone who has like spectacular vocal pipes, just like finding any excuse to sing to you. And you're like, I, I get it. Like, I know that you are so talented. I don't need you to like <laughs> sing to me. If you want, if I offer you like red or white, just like say red or white. Like yeah, you yeah. Don't, don't need to sing it back to me. Um, so, so, if so many of my friends are going to text me like, was that fucking about me, you bitch? I know. I um, feel like I've said 10 things on this podcast <laughs> where people are like going to come for me, but it's fine. I'm so glad you're listening. You know, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I also, I could not feel, as I've said before, two things actually. I said that Cynthia's wedding was ruining my life, which it is. And I also said that I read that Bravo didn't shoot the wedding and I was totally wrong. Like, it's so evident that Bravo was present and shot Cynthia's wedding to my kill, um, which sucks. And like, here's a question. Everything she's like in this episode, we see her going, everything that could go wrong is going wrong with my wedding. And it's like, yeah, girl, everything that could go wrong is going wrong this year to everybody. So you can shut the fuck up. (laughs) And second of all, she's like, my uh, all of these bridesmaids just can't come. And all of these groomsmen, I just found out they also just can't come. No, they it's not that they just can't come. It's not that they just can't come. It's the fucking height of the pandemic that you're having this huge diamond themed wedding like I like get the fuck out of here acting like like not mentioning it is making me even more infuriated and then how the hell do you order a wedding band in the wrong size (laughs) like don't you it's like anything else that you order with a you 
you you take the size and then you order it. So she's like, now the ring doesn't fit his finger. I'm like, so you really are doing this with just like one eye open. Like you are just half-assing this entire like super spreader wedding. How did you order it in the wrong size? But maybe I'm just being a bitch because I'm mad about it. No, I think that you're calling out the fact that like Cynthia seems to think that this is all personally happening to her, like as if the pandemic was created to prevent her wedding from happening. And it's like, honey, (laughs) it's all happening to all of us in the world and it's unprecedented and it really has nothing to do with you wanting to get married. And so you framing it this way is just a little bit uh, tough for everyone, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you. I feel like such a fucking annoying nag, you know, sort of calling out the COVID situation over and over again. But I truly cannot believe they're going to show us a full wedding with a bunch of people who are not on the show. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's you just at that point got to be like, no, we're not going to be there. Like, we can't we can't be there. But maybe now it's like. I don't know. I would be interested to see if there was conversations of like, well, if we get far enough away, like if the vaccine is getting distributed by air date, we can include the wedding scenes. Like, yeah. is there going to be less? I don't know. It seems sus. Uh, don't crazy, care for it. Crazy. Should we talk about Summer House? Yes. Okay. So I was shooting very late last night. And then so I texted Alyssa because Summer House comes out on Thursdays and asked if she would do me the favor of spilling the tea about Summer House so that I could just go to bed when I got home. And she did. What a princess of Ah. Genovia. Thank you. So talk to me. What happened? Okay, so Lin- you saw the last episode. We had the dinner with Lindsay and Steven, and then Steven mm-hmm. just straight up leaves. So I wasn't mm-hmm. 100% sure, but we do get the d- dots connected that Lindsay did not know that he just, like, permanently left. Um, <laughs> and Kyle comes up to her and is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, what? We're, it's fine. We just got in an argument. And he's like, oh, no, we actually helped him pack his shit, and he left. <laughs> and she's like, on my motherfucking birthday which anybody who's like on my fucking birthday i i totally identify like i can't i can't be mad because the amount Mm -hmm. of times i've been like it's my fucking birthday like Mm -hmm. i can't Mm -hmm. even lie about it like that's who i am um yeah yeah. i'm here so they like bring out two little candlesticks and they all take shots together and Lindsay's like determined to have fun on her birthday while everyone's crying and it's everyone is so immediately like let's go uh like okay everyone just like turn on the music we're having fun and it's like guys maybe let's just take a beat and recoup and have like a different day that we celebrate yeah um so then what happens is Steven and Lindsay are going back and forth over phone and text after not talking for a bit. And Lindsay sent him, like, homework, essentially being like, if you want to be my boyfriend, these are the things you need to improve on. And so he sends her, like, I think it's sort of tongue-in-cheek, but I can't tell because he's so, like, basic, that a PowerPoint presentation of, like, a to-do list for him and a to-do list for Lindsay. And I just... It makes my skin crawl to read the writing of people who don't write for a living. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Like, if you are not, if you are not, like, funny, if you don't, you know, write very much in your job, don't make a PowerPoint that's going to go on national television where I can read every word you wrote. Like, that's, that's all. You know, like, in your personal life, if you're not on a TV show, like, no problem, totally fine. This was just, like, so insane and the tone and i sent you the slide there was yeah like i'm looking at it now stuff. but the tone of him like 
He's talking about himself in third person, which is bizarre. He's also, like, pretty forcefully dictating, like, shady-ass to-dos to Lindsay, being like, I mean, what? let's just read a couple of them so people who haven't seen it know. Take a hard look at can the resentment be overcome? It's not working each day to overcome up, but instead hitting a reset button together. Oh, what are you What drunk? does that mean? What are you talking about? What? This is, ugh, this is somewhat reminds me of there's been, there's one occasion where Tony and I got in a huge fight and he straight up sent me an email. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> an wow. email. And it was like, but I will give him as much as it's the worst thing he's ever done for sure is this email. It was in the very least well written, which I'm sure is part of why he did it. It's like, oh, I'm going to fall back on like something that I can do well. This is like my best way of communicating. And so I've never thought a single nice thing about that email. And this is the first moment that I am. So thank you, Stephen, for making Tony look good at his worst, worst, worst like, moment. I would read this and I would be like, oh, I'm dating a fucking idiot. Like, I just don't feel attracted to you anymore. Yeah, I would be like, delete my number. Yeah. Like, don't. This like, is we the worst. all have our strengths and writing is not one of them. So, you know, like, I, I, it's, I, I just feel like you should play to your strengths. Steven. That's all. Express like, more gratitude in the moment and via surprises to show Lindsay I see all the hard work she has done. Like one of her it's to like, do's on, on that he's dictating to her is look back at last couple weeks and see if you honestly feel you set us up for success in this situation. Oh my god. Like, that's so all, condescending. The tenses don't even match. Look back at last couple weeks. Okay so multiple situations. See if you set us up for success in this situation like what situation which situation are you referring to I just I can't he's not good enough for her and I hate her so that's all I have to say <laughs> he's not good enough for her and I hate her wow wow we wow also if you're like at a point where you're like I don't really know how to communicate to my partner I guess I'm gonna send them a powerpoint and it's a it's that's a you should stop you don't need to you should never be at that point uh draw the line at email and if it can't be in an email and it needs to be a PowerPoint, maybe you should not be together. How about that? Yikes a bee. Yeah, so that seems like it'll be fun snowballing into an absolutely worse situation. Oh, um, I'm excited to watch. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. And we will post the PowerPoint on the Instagram if you guys want to read it if you don't watch the show. Should yeah, we talk about 90 Day? Yes! Uh, you know, I love to talk about 90 Day. And... How this week was so very exciting because for a brief, brief moment, we got to see Jovi actually concerned for his fiance <laughs> slash mother of his future child. They show them walking down the street, both equally like stressed out. And it appears that she tripped, which is understandably, you know, uh, a stressful event when you're pregnant. And they went and saw the doctor, made sure everything was okay, but she was still a little rattled and very nervous. And it's like Jovi seemed really, like, concerned and stressed and present. His brow was all furrowed. And you're like, oh, my God, he does love her. He does care. And that is when we learn that his bachelor party was scheduled for that night. <laughs> and Jovi is just stressed that he might miss the strip club for his pregnant girlfriend. 
It is, it was such a, like, you couldn't have written that scene better if this was a scripted comedy. Like, to, to just, like, the reveal of him being like, yeah, I'm worried about Yara, and I also was supposed to go out to my favorite strip club tonight, and now I feel like Yara's probably not going to let me. And it's like, oh, that's what you're worried about. Also, he later says, uh, and I quote, it feels nice to be back at my favorite strip club, end quote, <laughs> which is an insane thing for a person to say. It feels nice to be back at my favorite strip club. Do you have a favorite strip club? Does Mike have a favorite strip Ooh, club? Uh, that's a great when you contextualize it like that. I do see what you're saying. Um <laughs> Uh, no, not that I know of, but I guess I'll ask. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, didn't we even think that I needed to ask, you know. Um, <laughs> I have actually never been to, like, a full topless strip club. I've been to, like, Jumbo's Clown Room, which is more just, like, pole dancing and oh, bikinis yeah. and stuff, which is actually really fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, I've been to Deja Vu in Hollywood, and they like, on Hollywood Boulevard, and they are topless. It's legit. And they're also phenomenal dancers. Like, yeah. really impressive stuff. I can't help. First of all, I'm also watching P-Valley for the first time, and it's, like, fucking, I mean, just give P-Valley all the Emmys. Like, the dialogue alone and the dance moves and everything, like, just give them all the Emmys. But, um, the, I, it is really, I did have the thought when, like, they were just, getting stacks of bills and this girl was like topless hanging upside down and they were just throwing them over her tits I was like it must feel fucking amazing to have men just like throwing wads of cash at you like while you're (laughs) hanging upside down I think there is you have to admit that there would be some instant gratification and some like I am hot as shit and a goddess if you were sliding down a pole upside down and someone just threw so many dollar bills at you. I don't. It's. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, do I think as well. it's neat. I think it would be. I would feel like a fucking rock star. Uh, and it was, but it was weird that there was truly a like. It it was like a softball amount of dollar bills that Jovi was throwing like a toddler at one of them. And I was like, that doesn't seem like the right approach, but whatever floats your boat. I was going to ask you of our like ignorant, <laughs> weird sexual questions of the week is uh, so he when his friend said, I want to pay for the two of you to go upstairs. That's for like a private dance, right? I think I mean, look, <laughs> you're asking I <laughs> I ha- I don't know. Like, I've never been to a strip club before. But, um, yeah, I think it's like a private lap dance. I think they're trying to imply that something more is going to go on. To yeah. me, that seems like a case-by-case situation. You know, like, I'm not naive to the fact that maybe you could pay more for some extra services. Um, but I don't – I mean, just having that girl on camera. And you, she just seemed like – she was sort of in on it and like Mm -hmm. it was fine and they're implying that it's worse than it is just for some drama like did you feel that at all or did you feel like oh yeah he's gonna go get his dick sucked by this yeah she was basically burning the lens she was just like beaming and like looking right into the camera and was like hey this girl is wearing a cardigan over a bikini like she's not (laughs) sucking anyone's dick like no no yeah i think that was very i doubt they even went upstairs i think they just like she held his hand and they just like walked out of frame and then she like got her hundred bucks from the production team and then 
she went back to doing her job. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's something funny about being like, oh, you're going upstairs. Like going upstairs just made it sound like a brothel. Like yeah. even if it was like a, if he said private room, I would have even had less, I don't know, like just a connotation attached to it in my mind. I also was under the impression like a private lap dance or like, like a one-on-one lap dance could still happen in the main bar i don't yeah, know I think i'm no it expert can. i think it's just like more special boner time if you go <laughs> into your own room and like i don't know maybe there's a little bit more crazier like splits and stuff that have i don't know you're we gonna be ask- hard pressed to find a different episode title than more special boner <laughs> time <laughs> all of I'm our episodes make- <laughs> are about dicks oh my god dicks run the world <laughs> dicks do uh, god damn it um oh and then we can't we can't not mention the the weekly just crime that is Brandon. Uh, but this week, <laughs> he says, like, Julia and him are upset. They're sitting in a pew of a church, I believe. And she's getting upset because he's not excited about the wedding and so many other things. And she's upset that she's marrying Brandon, which, like, wouldn't we all be? And he fucking says, you're mad I don't share the female fantasy of a wedding day. <sighs> which is, like, at this point... I can't hate a human being more than I, mean, here's I hate the problem, Brandon. right? Like, Brandon just doesn't have any friends, so he doesn't understand why a wedding would be fun for him, right? Yeah, why would that be? Yeah, yeah. Why would the wedding be fun if you were a fucking loser? Yeah, like, your uh, only friends are your mom, basically. So yeah. I, I just really think, like, a wedding is a big party for you and all of your friends and family, and so if you are an unlikable person... <laughs> <laughs> and mm. you don't have any friends, uh, you might have you. Yeah, you might think that it is all for the for just for the lady, and there's nothing in it for you, which is so. It's just fucking dumb. It's an I excuse. Also, yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right. And I was wondering why they're not call me crazy getting married on the farm. I was like, you guys have a farm. So many people get married on farms True. and like make it cute. You guys have a full fucking farm. You've made it so obvious and beat us over the head with the fact that you have a farm. And now they were, like, looking at this, like, church. I also have a theory. I think that some footage was lost because this scene that we saw, Brandon and Julia, came out of nowhere towards the end of the episode. We didn't, like, even see an establishing shot of the church or them walking in. Uh, The sound was, like, kind of shitty. The camera work was shaky. I'm wondering if some production assistant lost an SD card. And if so... Fucking Venmo me, bro, because that's really key information to my life. Like, I think that's crazy. But I just something was up in terms of the actual like execution of this scene. Something was missing. Have you ever been on a show where there's been like a card lost? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was on. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but on the show that you also were on, I feel bad. We lost Mm. an entire day of footage because one of the cards was corrupted. Oh, and it was like, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't in on set when it happened, but it was like nobody's fault, I guess. It was just mm. shit happens sometimes. I also love this idea that you are sort of like <laughs> pitching this uh, sense that like production assistants are like in charge of the marketing for The Bachelor and like, in <laughs> yeah. charge of the SD cards. And like when really like at the end of the day, they're in charge of like picking up lunches and making sure the orders are yeah this is true i just like the word production assistant (laughs) she's right that's this is a good correction this is an absolute good correction also production assistants are my favorite friends on set of any given show so i don't know why i'm immediately throwing them under the bus 
like, it's just oh, like a general the PA term. fucking dropped the SD car in the pig mud and we lost all the footage. I'm like, oh my God. The PA. Why did someone hand the SD card to the PA? That's not their job. <laughs> no, you're right. She's right, everybody. She's right. Thanks for keeping me in check. This is true. This is very true. Uh, yeah, we had a day on date where we had an SD card literally get lost, like like truly just like not uh, found, which was like very wow. scary and stressful. And we also had a day last year where our uh, camera truck was broken into and equipment was stolen. Just oh like a, right before a shoot day. It was so insane. And so we were, I was like sitting in the makeup chair and then we were like, ah, we don't know if we're going to be shooting today. That happens And I was like, oh time. no, why? Does it happen all yeah, the time? Yeah, truly. So I went to SC for film school and they, so we, all the equipment that they give you is insured and you're like in charge of it. But the only place that it's not covered, they they told us this over and over and over again. The only place that they can't insure it is if you leave it in your car because it's like so mm. easy to steal shit out of your car. And so I had my my roommate who was my good friend. She she brought this is so funny. So look, SC is in South Central, which has a reputation for being like dangerous. I think that's largely racist, but. Um, so people were always like, careful when you're shooting, whatever. She drove her equipment to fucking Calabasas, which has a reputation for not being dangerous <laughs> at all. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'll just leave all my equipment in the trunk overnight while I'm like at my boyfriend's house and I'm going to film out in Calabasas. Well, guess what? Someone fucking stole her car in Calabasas and she had to pay thousands of dollars to replace the equipment because none of it was covered it was insane (laughs) oh my god yeah so wow don't leave your shit judge a book by its cover people (laughs) have i told you about the time my car was broken into and this is recent embarrassingly recent uh my car was broken into Everything in the glove compartment was stolen. Everything, like, everything in the car was stolen except for one item, which they left in my driver's seat as a big fuck you. And it was, uh, the <laughs> it was Nick Jonas's album oh uh, as a CD. Just, like, they left the Nick Jonas CD, like, in my driver's seat. Which was a big, I think, middle finger. Like, we want to steal all your stuff, but you have horrible taste in music and we don't even want this. And to that I say, Bacon was a fucking bop. <laughs> and that album was great. <laughs> wow, you're just reminding me, actually, that my friend worked at, like, a, a video rental store, like, when that was a thing back in the day. And she had, and so she wasn't upset about her car and she wasn't upset about her camera equipment but she was devastated that she had this massive collection of movies that were like on dvd in like you know little cd flip cases just stacks and stacks of them that she had like accrued over the years from getting discounts and shit from her job before she got to college and they took all of them she had oh. no movies left it was so oh, sad that sucks <laughs> really that sad. sucks so much and yeah like, i worked so hard on that and they probably don't even care like i bet they didn't even do anything with I it know, that's right? what sucks anyway Ugh. Well, fuck you, people. Yeah, crazy. Um, don't steal. That's such a shitty thing. I would feel <laughs> ugh, gross. <laughs> Is that a good original thought to end on? Just yeah. don't steal. Anti-stealing. Don't be racist and don't steal. Yeah. That's it. Okay? And, like, I just, just stop, you guys. Um, 
Okay, cool. Is that it for? Oh, oh, wait, one last thing. Can we talk about the trailer that you sent me last night? Oh, wow. I have a There's lot of problems a, with this. <laughs> uh, uh, mortgage or marriage. marriage on Netflix. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's millennials uh, on some kind of reality show where these two boomers, who are both women, pitch them different reasons why they should have their dream wedding or they should buy their I don't even know if it's their dream home it's like a starter home basically and so it's called mortgage marriage or mortgage and I'm just like the idea that like someone thinks this is a funny good idea for a show and yeah all of our parents got to have both no problem no questions asked and we are literally living through the worst fucking real estate market in the history of time right now like there are no houses prices are going like hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking like it's insane and we're all gonna like make ourselves broke so we can't even afford to pay for a wedding they're like that's a cute idea for a show oh my god yeah like sophie's choice let's like do it you know i'm just like oh my god fuck every generation before ours who like put us in this situation it I should be able to get really married sad. and have a house. I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad and weird. It's like, we all know you guys can't be happy. So let's make a reality show about you yeah. having to choose. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? And also, well, who the fuck is going to pick the wedding? They're like, we're going to show you if you have X amount of budget, who, this is your wedding and then this is a house. And it's like, well, anybody with a brain cell would go, I will take the house over the day. Like, I would take, you're going to take the house. So I'm yeah. interested to see... Uh, if they how they like make the house shitty or like what uh, qualifications on the house like kind of make it so that it is a, a tough choice quote unquote but it's it also, is yeah the, the basis of it is really depressing as you're pointing it out. doesn't even matter if the house is shitty because the house is an asset that will appreciate and make yeah. you money for the future like what the fuck yeah. are we even talking about and the wedding is like a party and it's like okay yeah I could probably buy the house and throw a wedding at the house like I and don't you know in the hetero relationships on the show they're gonna make the girl be like but I want the wedding and it's like God <sighs> God fucking damn it. Like, they're definitely going to do that shit. Uh, and the worst part about this whole thing is that I'm going to watch at least an episode. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's also probably going to be like, we are we live in Mississippi and houses are $10. And we're out here in L.A. Mm-hmm. like, I need a million dollars for a house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they're going to be like, we have a budget of $250. And they're going to be like, here is this extravagant, like, Kardashian-level wedding in a five-bedroom home. They're like, oh, Mindy Weiss actually is going to do your wedding for $10. And also, here's a mansion for $20 that will appreciate to $30 in 10 years. And we're just like, wow, why do we live here? Hollywood is the worst. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. We'll share that uh, trailer to the Instagram, too, because it is just it is just Yeah, if you guys really want to fuck yourselves up a lot more than we were already <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> if you want to have something to scream about, really go ahead and check out that trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I hope that your – has your migraine gotten better during the course of I this I feel like it has. I feel like I've been searching oh, for a good. few words, but the medication is doing its job. I'm not in pain. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's sign off. Let everybody go about their day and you get your migraine better. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.